Check one, two, check one, two. Miami on the rocks. Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Happy New Year again to everybody. Happy 2022. These first couple of episodes of the new year. I'm going to keep it DJ focused, DJ based. They always get good um, good engagement, good views. Um, people seem to really like uh, the DJ episodes. I think there's a lot of DJs that follow us. So that's super dope. Um, so if I'm going to have DJs on, you know, they're going to be DJs that I, that are moving in the city and DJs that I hold in a high regard and respect. Today's guest, my brother, DJ Cass. What up, Pop? Thank you, brother. Thank How you. How are man. you? Appreciate it. Am I looking at you? Looking over there? No, the cameras don't even exist, bro. Just okay. pretend like they, you know? They All just... right. Bet, bet, bet. Yo, thank you for having me, man. Kind words, brother. Kind yeah, words. Yeah, what's good, man? How you been? Chilling. Good, good. Busy, man. Busy, busy year. I, I started the year hitting the ground running and I don't plan to stop to like, Good shit, that bro. That's when I get tired or over it. For the DJs who don't know Cass, um, man, I would say, bro, you've held Wood Tavern. First of all, Wood Tavern was the first venue in Wynwood when Wynwood um, had its resurgence and right. started to get pop. And Wood Tavern was the original um, venue. And basically, if I had to put a DJ to that venue, you know, I'd put your face to that venue. Is that Thank fair you. to say? Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, eight years. I've been there for eight years. They closed, quote unquote, closed, or, you know, there was a little hiccup right when stuff started to open up but now they're back open been there eight years and that's kind of the venue that that built not built me but like kind of gave me a i would say a, an identity to others yeah you know like we all kind of knew what every at the, during those times we all saw each other move in different ways and whatnot and in my in my format or my world you know i consider myself to be in the open format world and back then mm-hmm. when water was popping i was doing you know south beach stuff with conflict and a lot of the opium venues that were open back then and mm-hmm. and moving in that area, but I was always going out in the Wynwood area or downtown or, you know, back then you had places like Vagabond, freaking, uh, what was that one spot? Bro, you, I mean, because, like, yeah, because everything was on mm-hmm. South Beach and then when Wynwood came, started popping, you know, it was the opposite of South right. Beach. It wasn't right. glamour. It was, mm-hmm. it was girls could go in flats, you know, just hipster, was, hipster vibes. And I right. feel like a lot of DJs were... Cause Miami was so glamorized that a lot of DJs were afraid to like go in, you know. But you were one of the first ones to jump into the wood, the 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 Winwood vibe and be like, okay, we're not gonna play like we like this is a whole different world. And you were the one of the first DJs I think to be like, and this is gonna be a you you got to lead lead the way musically, and you were like. This is how we're gonna play over here in Winwood. So this is this is a mentality, and you know, just I know you analyze nightlife a lot, same so as I do. My thing was this, and like Winwood, uh, Wood Tavern's perspective was they even had a logo or they had a sticker or something where it was like the two poles with the velvet rope, mm-hmm. like with a cross around it. Mm-hmm. You know, when they first opened, like no, like no to the rope or like whatever. Anti South Beach, anti rope, like anti like you know, being all that. And, and, and Caesar, the owner, has always been about, like, open to everybody. You know, you don't care who you are, what you who you are, what you're dressed, whatever, you know, come have a drink with us. So it was always that environment. And if, if you think about it, during those days on South Beach, nightlife and everything was so glamorous about the rope, about being here, being there, being seen the next day because you couldn't really put it up right away. You know, as Instagram kept going, like, things changed, but... It was that. Like the average person, it couldn't, if, the, if you were an average person, you couldn't, it was hard to go out in Miami because right. you had to be like the, let's go to South Beach, the right. rope, do we know right. a promoter to yes. get in? Like, and, and, and all that. And, and 
it has to do with the music too. That's why EDM, the EDM bubble bursted like crazy first here in Miami. So in Wynwood, it was like, hey, you know what? Like as the millennials kind of got older, it became the place where why do why are we gonna pay for a cover? Why are we gonna get dressed up? Why are we gonna do this for a bottle? Like we're we're millennial like in their mindset is that we gotta be smarter. We gotta be, you know, get our money's worth, like no need to dress up, closer, pay not pay for parking. So everything in the saving money kind of like Yo, like, let's get our, our money's worth, like, our bank for a buck. Wynwood was was a valid option because in Miami, South Beach was so extreme. Right. You know? So for the locals, that became like, yo, like, fuck it. You're saying we can go get fucked up and people are starting to go here and there. And then things started, like, the vibe was just, at first, it was like a if you knew kind of thing. You know? Like, right. oh, did you know about this? Oh, and I would see random people. I would see promoters. South Beach promoters creeping with chicks in wood and like and I'd be like, oh yeah. no, you yeah, it was like, yo, like, there's this little bar in Winwood, yeah. and then you go to Winwood, you're like, okay, this shit is clearly the hood stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but it's this bar you go in, you could smoke. You know what I mean? That, they got they got bleachers. Like what the fuck is bleachers, bro? Like we're sitting on bleachers. We went from sitting on like velvet couches and shit and right. in, in, in South Beach and shit. Now we're bleacher. sitting on bleachers with like flannels wrapped yeah. around. You know what I mean? Like and drinking a beer. You know, got in for free, smoking, chilling, yeah. and the music is different. is the and, shit we grew up on. And this is this is where it keeps adding up. When you're paying money to get into these venues, all this money to get in there, you don't care about the music because to you it's like it was such an achievement, man. The French guy let me in, man. <laughs> like you know, like like my my outfit was actually good enough. Like it was already a success just like, to get in, dude. Anything. I mean, we've all been there, man. Like yeah. where you can't get in because of this or that or this or or whatever factors. No matter who you are, don't lie to me that you've never not gotten into a club. Exactly. Like, you know, so that like to you is so different to come into that into that mentality and, and anybody being let in, you have to make it worth people's while because you know what? They're not going to pay a cover. They're not like the drinks are cheap, but they can have cheap drinks anywhere else. So you have to create a format and environment an aura, you know, a vibe, what everybody uses now yeah. <laughs> with the music, you know? So the music is what you're investing in because you have to have the, you have to, you want people to come in and be like, Yo, this is a vibe. Like, this is some cool shit. Like, right. and like you said, the shit we grew up on, the 90s, the 2000s, the throwback stuff, and anything in between. So, you you want to feel kind of welcome, or like the fact that you just randomly heard like a rock song, you're like, yo, like, what the fuck? And, yeah. and people aren't really phased by it. Yeah. You know, people were like, I'm you're like, the first person, like, bro, who so. I would, I would, and, and when I try to find like a name for that set, yeah. you know, you own that set, bro. Yeah, you were the first you. one to mind me and I get, I call it like the TRL set. Yeah, yeah, you fact. Know what I'm saying? I like, actually almost wore one of my TRL shirts. This would have been, would have been it. Yeah, bro. You were playing all those, those, those songs that we know from back in the days that we, and, you know. and it's, it's something that I'm huge on. Like if you guys never heard me play, even bro, and this is two things I'll, I'll probably say over and over is that I'm huge in the nostalgia factor and that's how you connect like mentally and like, like, like on a mental state with people in a way that they didn't realize, you know? You play. Right. You took them to another place. To another you took place. Them to a time in their you life. Take them to that place. You you literally make them go there, and they're like, "Fuck! I did not think I was gonna hear, you know, Taylor Swift in the club." And yeah, then you know, smash they're smashing some shit. Yeah, bro, or, or some random shit, and like, and bro, if ninety percent of the crowd looks at me and is like, "What the fuck?" But that one person or those two people click, or or like whatever, or they right. come back to you, man. Oh, you're the guy there, and I'm like, oh man, remember you playing like? I love that shit, and I'd be like. Damn, I doubted myself so much. Yeah. But connecting with those like few people just make it all worth it. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. 
so yeah, we're there. Like we always trying to keep it different, and like, and I'd always tell the guests, you know, have fun. Like, like do you, bro? I booked you. I'm being selfish because I want to listen to you play. Right. Like, yeah, that's another thing. You were booking you. You're the Thursday DJ at Wood Tavern, yeah. but you were always you were you were like a booker too, and you was always booking the guests to DJ with you when you would bring out of town guys. And yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be honest. You know, some people it's it's as I kept building my name, I. I've been always about like hitting everything. So when I was doing South Beach and I was like opening for Conflict and opening in, in those venues in the in the opium venues and whatnot, right that's right when I started to dabble into into Winwood and like look into that and like and also Purdy Lounge. You remember Purdy on the or, beach? Yeah, that 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 like, was always like a Winwood venue on South Beach to me. Right, right. And I mean a lot of the people from that crowd is kind of like the original cool kids of Miami, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first parties that I wanted to play like because like, I wanted to be like kind of accepted in that crowd since I was like more of a South Beach guy, you know. Like, mm-hmm. so when I like saw those kind of opportunities, like Purdy, whatever, I'd always try to try to get in there. And and as I saw the leave change on South Beach, where open format beca- was becoming kind of like non-existent, like it yeah. was. It was. I remember the day one day I was opening, and they're like, "Yo, what are you doing? Like, we're playing rap. Like, we're only playing rap now." And I'm like. Playing fucking like Kygo, you know, like opening yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. and then, and I'm like, oh okay, and I play like some like selection smooth R and B ish shit, but I kind of knew like you know I gotta like shift and I gotta focus on this, and I started to focus on that, and as the word got around, like random DJs, yo, I got a homie from Canada coming in, or yo, I got so and so and this and that, and at first it was out of pocket, like I'd be like, yo, look man, like I don't make crazy money, but. I can, you know, I can break you down with like 150, you know. Yeah, like, like this is what's popping in the culture in Miami right yeah, now. Yeah, like like come out. and have fun and like, and you know, I, I'll throw that, I can give you X amount, but I'll make sure you leave drunk. Right. You know, I used to get them fucked up and whatever. And just the fact that back then when EDM was so heavy and like the the just club scene was in such a weird phase to for them to come and play like, you know, Return of the Mac. It was yeah. like such a... Such a, a fresh air, fresh air man. Yeah. And, and as a DJ, you need that. You need that kind of gig to like remind you that like you did it for the music. You started because you mm. fuck with this genre. You fuck with this like instead of just you know the, yeah, the and top the, shit and the, the the pressure being a DJ over there. You know, wasn't like like okay, prime time. We got to hit the hits. Right. We got to play the hits. It was like you're chilling, bro. Yeah. You could play whatever you. And know. I would and and as you know, as time went by and I started booking like. More do you know? We started getting a budget, and 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 you know, for certain weekends, three day weekends, or Basil and the anniversary, whatever, started to bring bigger guys. But a lot of the guys, I would just be like, yo, like a lot of my homies, so and so from New York, whatever. I I I would send them the guidelines, be like, yo, do whatever you want, no EDM, no house, no twerk remixes, no bootlegs, no no like hype shit. And they would start. I would see them kind of get in that club, like um, like the blinders, like you know uh-huh. the horses, like they're just like. And I'd be like, yo, man, like, let's take a shot, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, you know what, let's, let's, let's rock back to back because I'll tell them to play it by ear. Yeah. Normally two-hour set. 15, 20 minutes in, like, I'm like, yo, let's do back to back. I'll get on and I'll play like the wildest shit. I'll play like some fucking yeah. 80. I'm bloom. I'm <laughs> and they'll be like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, yeah, man, I told you to play whatever the yeah, fuck you want. Yeah, this is how this goes bro. here, bro. And then they're like, oh, fuck, really? Okay. And then they start like coming out of their shell and, you know, like oh, get comfortable. So that's, that, that's always my thing, you know, so... Doing that and 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 in the South Beach days, same shit. When guys would kind of come over, they'd be like, oh, I don't know. And and I would invite guys over. A lot of the younger guys that would see me opening for conflict and opening in these venues and doing all this shit, they or at FDR. You know, I was at FDR for years. 
um, they would always, yo, can I, and I'm like, you know, like, your time will come, you know, like, chill, relax, blah, blah, blah. hey, come on me to, come on me to Wood, like, on a Thursday, come hang out, let's have a drink. I don't know, man. Let me know when you're on Mokai. Let me know when you're on Mokai. You know, yeah. yeah, right? yeah. So you already know. And then like a few yeah. years later, the tables turn. Like, yo, man, like, I like what you this have. This line at Wood Tavern's kind of long. Yeah, Can you get me in? Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, yo, cool, man. And you know what, bro? My shit is, man, I'm about the community. But I'm about the DJ community, dude. I'm about helping out. Like, Yeah, you're a DJ's DJ for Yeah, and sure, I like to bro. fuck with people. And like, you know, any from anybody, if you're a young guy, um, I always tell, and every podcast I always say, you know, if you're a DJ, hit me up. I reply to all my shit, like any yeah. kind of advice, whatever, you know, and, and, and bro, at the end of the day, we're all doing a job, you know? We're yeah. all like monk hamsters on a wheel like the monkey spinning the sh- you know like yeah because you're replaceable like until you are calvin harris or you're doing your shit where your product is you got until you find a way to stick out and be not replaceable you are replaceable yeah, yeah. because even to like a higher level of top djs you know like when i say i use calvin harris as an example because if people don't know he produces sings he's prints on some print shit you yeah, know yeah, like, yeah he produces he sings he does everything and he holds sing he'll dj and sing his own shit like mm-hmm. until you're that package like you know yeah. like yeah it, it, you got to be realistic you yeah know? what it, um so being that you're one of the you know one of the f- founding father djs of winwood um i would consider you what what do you how do you feel about the climate of winwood right now because you know that that when was that like 2012 was winwood i mean i would say peak winwood was 2000 no, not peak when it started oh, when it started 2011 okay so then what's been around for 11 11 years was 2011 Okay. Uh, 2021, sorry, it was 11. Okay. So let's say 2010, 2011, 2012, um, you know, the world is in that EDM bubble and wood, yeah. wood, wood, uh, Winwood goes the opposite. And then I would say that bubble burst. Then we hit like 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. and now we're hearing, yo, who's this guy, J Balvin? Why yeah. is like reggaeton popping again? Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Now it's safe to say Winwood is... It kind of went from like hipster to like now. I feel like I'm like just in Colombia right now. Like yeah. so, it's 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 definitely different. It got Latin. It got Latin centric, yeah. very heavy. Right. It's. I mean, but it's, and that's what's hot. Yeah. That's what's hot, and you can't deny it. And you know, and, and as that came in, we started to adapt. You know, like I, I would like my sets have never been the same. Like I've never gone in and be like, all right, I'm gonna open with reggaeton. Mm-hmm. There's days when I've gone in and I, you know, I play feature for the first yeah. half an hour. Fucking, you know, yeah. people are vibing, you know, and, and you have to think of all the factors that are there. You know, like there's TVs, people watching, you know, whatever basketball game, whatever football game. Yeah. There's food. There's happy. Like you have to kind of see there's a soccer game. There's a lot of, of, of Copa America or Copa whatever game. Yeah. Yo, those people are in there. I'm playing Spanish. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you got to know. Like You got to really read the room. Like. Really read the room. And it's not a bad thing, like, you know, it's definitely pushed a lot of the locals out, a lot of, like, the random stragglers that would just be at wood all day, you know, they're not there anymore. And you just got to learn how to adapt, you know, like the new wood, after they closed and they moved it to the new location, it's on 23rd now, right in front of 1-800-LUCKY. So it's actually a whole compound. You have pizza and beer, wood tavern, and then there's going to be more stuff added to it. So since they moved there, you know, it's... It's a gentrified wood tavern, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, you, you saw it. You still have the bleachers, but you have two huge LED screens and and you have the pizza and they're going to open up a, a front room and everything. So, you know, they, they've they kind of turned with the times too. And, and, and it's something that we're kind of working on. I'm, I'm starting to work with them in-house and 
and kind of create a direction for the crowd that's there. Because yeah. there's still a lot of people, there's still a lot of random tourists that come to Miami to kind of just walk around and they, they don't know where to end up at. Yeah. You don't have a venue in Wynwood besides Wood, like, you know, no offense to any other venue to where you're kind of like, you're kind of just there, you know, like you don't feel like you have to consume. Is that, yeah. is that weird to say? Like, and it's a venue that kind of feels that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, you know, since you can smoke and whatever. But, like, I mean, I don't know. You know, Brick, brick you have the kind of environment, but, like, and I'm not, we'll, we'll bleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 1-800-LUCKY, like, you know, you go to eat. You don't go to, like, kind of just sit there and yeah. hang out. It's a good blend of, like, chilling, eating, right. you know, like, it's not, it, yeah, yeah. And and then you have, like, huge TVs, which, which you know, you can kind of watch a game. You can roll up and do your thing and... and, and you know, in, in passing kind of thing. So, how do you feel about like the direction of Winwood right now? That it's but it's going but in? it's definitely changing, and I think that there's definitely. I, but the thing with 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 where it's going is like you can't be mad because there's money coming in, right? You know, and it's what what do we want? You're saying like if it, it, it it's gonna get corporate, it's, it's gonna it's yeah. gonna get it's gonna get you know. It's unf- I mean, there's a Foot Locker. Yeah, exactly. People forget that there's like a Foot Locker. Yeah, they just put that, and then there's like random like random boutiques that sell $200 t-shirts that nobody goes into, you know? Yeah, it just sucks that, like, because you do want the market of Wynwood to get better. You do want money to get poured in Wynwood, yeah. but unfortunately, when you put money somewhere, culture dies. Right. No, so, no, sure. anywhere you go, you know? So, it's tough. It's, it's bittersweet, you know? But, but yeah, we're getting... I think, I think, you know, you can't... And this goes out just to DJs and a lot of the things that I say are, like, DJ-focused. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is with all due respect to all the venues in Winwood. Like, as a DJ, you shouldn't be thinking that like Winwood's just gonna be it. You know, as in the sense of, I feel like Miami's changing so much or has changed so much that you know you're at you're at the realm, the brunch in the realm, mm-hmm. and that shit is insane. That's yeah, like yeah, bananas, yeah, yeah. You know, like like it's spreading. It's not so. F- and 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 Miami has become into a very regional kind of city where you have those city places. You know, they're gonna in the Grove is eventually going to pop off. Come back. For, for another demographic. Exactly. You know, you have City city Place, Doral for that demographic. And it's not... Things are open, opening up along the river now. And along the river, to- right. And then there's different little pockets, which I love because it's not, oh, we only have to go to South Beach. Or the DJ that's DJing at these venues are the ones that are popping. No, like, you're at Cabra Blues and half of the... You know, those motherfuckers don't even know that place exists and you're DJing for thousands of people. Yeah. You know? And it's wild. and But it's it's... There's so many different things. So, like, when we're changing from a DJ perspective, shouldn't be a bad thing. There's more bags coming, but the venues that are there shouldn't be a goal. Like, it, it shouldn't be like, damn, like, like it should be like a short term goal. But like, mm-hmm. build your like your that one venue is not going to change your career. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? And I, and exactly. I preach I preach that a lot, just in general, because you know, on South Beach days, it. There was, you know, we can say there was that kind of stigma of like, oh, if you're not playing these clubs, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, yeah. But now there's so many other places and there's so much going on that, like, I like it because it, because it is kind of similar to like, because I would always say that about New York. Mm-hmm. Like, New York, you could DJ anywhere. You could yeah. DJ in anywhere, any locally, Queens, bro. You didn't have to be in the meatpacking district. You didn't have to be Midtown in Manhattan. I, I do LES. I go to New York and I do Lower East Side, which is. Like young, it's like a bricklish crowd, right? So, 
thing. Right, yeah. So there's no there's no DJs. Now you're coming in a time where it's like, find a venue and make it hot. You don't have to worry about the mm-hmm. pressure of, oh, I want to DJ there. I'm not going to be cool if I don't DJ there. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, we would all, you know, maybe not all of us. I don't want to speak for everyone, but obviously, right. you know, it's cool to DJ at Live. If you could DJ right, at Live, that's course. some cool shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain venues on the beach are cool, but... How do you feel about the climate of the beach now, too? Because I'm 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 seeing them a couple of venues trying it's, to reopen and kind of like keep that same uh, South Beach energy, but uh, it's it's bro, it's it's and then so let's talk about this. I went, I told you I was just in Vegas. I went to Vegas. I was right. out there Thursday. I was there. I went out three nights. Mm-hmm. First night I went to see Low John. Mm-hmm. Low John, the opener at where? Uh, he was at Marquee. Okay. So I show up. The opener's on. He's playing. Uh, mustard opening, to, you know that sounds like some West Coast open shit. That's it, yeah. He's yeah, exactly. Which is exactly what I expected. You know? yeah, yeah. Walking into mustard, you know, yeah. And then and then he kind of switched it up, but then he went into you know an open format ish, big room, you know, house EDM ish stuff, and it was like outdated. It was very yeah, outdated. Yeah. But to you, to, to us, you or to us? Yeah, to, to us, us for it's outdated. It's out, it was outdated, and then that's that's what I was getting at. You know, I'm with a group of DJs and industry people, and I'm kind of like looking at everybody, and everybody's just not phased. And I'm like, "Yo, like this." And they're like, "Yeah, you know, you're in Vegas. Like, what do you expect?" But then you see everybody else is there for that, for that, that, that. You know, Dimitri Vega like Mike remix. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That like high energy. They're there for that because they're in Vegas. They came to Vegas to party to get fucked up, be in a club, hear that shit, and that's why they're there. Yeah, they're just regular ass people. Like, yeah. So. What I feel is that, like, the tourists have already kind of, like, shifted out of the beach. And in Miami, unless, like, we'll say the top three. Live, Story, 11. I don't even consider them clubs. They are ticket. They're not a club that you're like, oh, let's go to the club. Like, you know, know, they're ticket. In Miami, they're ticket-selling venues. Right, right, right. They're they're destination venues. It's not a venue that you're just going to randomly go. You're going to get a concert. You're going to get concert, experience. concert basically. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I, when I talk about, and I have to be clear with that because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, and I'm like, no, it's, I'm talking about the local venues or the more touristy driven venues, you know, like you go to Pilos now, I'm using Pilos because that's, you know, the, I know you're out there and it's a venue that's doing good. That's a very tourist based venue in the sense of the people that are walking in and are like, oh, what is this? This is hot. The ones with money. We'll go in and space and spend some money and have a good time and do their shit. But now it's changed because it's not as much so they can kind of keep walking. But you don't have that in the beach anymore. As it, like Yeah, I, I mean like, I guess you could say bodega kind of, you know. Yeah, but it's not it's not like a bottle like the people that are gonna spend that kind of money are gonna spend it at live. And it's like the gap is huge. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like the people that I'm talking about that are walking around Winwood are spending Probably two hundred bucks each, let's say, in the group of five people, and if they buy one bottle plus the other spot and this and this and that, I live. They're probably spending at least a thousand each. Yeah, so it's 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 a different. Yeah. So for the different club, tax bracket. Different yeah. Bracket. So and then for the ta- so if there's you know certain venues that are trying to open up, you know, I can be completely wrong. And yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't We're just speculating, I'm having speculating and, see, and seeing from what I see on the beach, like when my my random friends from out of town. I'm like, hey, we're staying at Sony, so I'll go to the beach, meet up with them, have dinner, you know, whatever, go to their hotel. And the flow, the energy's different, bro. You remember when you can walk up and down Collins and like yeah, yeah, it's survive, a, bro? It's you know? a wrap for that. It's a wrap. It's a wrap for that. But nobody's going to the beach for that, you know, for 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 that kind of experience, you know. Um, 
like you know the addition the bowling is open the mm -hmm. main club's not open not yet I know, and I don't. I don't know if they have any intentions. Same, same I don't know. Thing, same thing with Wall into wall, the W. What's same happened? thing. Like there's a lot. I mean, I don't know the insides, and and I don't want to. Right. But it's it's that kind of driven like destination club thing. The people that are gonna come for that are gonna go and do it right. Yeah. Like like my industry friends from Chicago, from Vegas, from New York, and like like the people you know that know have either like bottle spenders or like are in the biz or whatever like tight and. In the high end, they go to Liver Story yeah. or, or Swan or Komodo, you know, like, yeah. but they're not casually going to a club. Like, and whoever they send want to come to Miami to go and have that Miami experience. Right. You know, it's right. It's weird, man. So, like, I, I, I think Wynwood's going to grow and I think we'll eventually have more r restaurant yeah, like, i feel bad for the beach bro i would yeah. not invest a dot i know i see people uh, yeah. i would not invest a dollar on south beach if i yeah, would. and it's and it's and it's the formats too like you know like like it's just gonna be a wrap so why pay x amount if you know live has money back yo and i yeah. don't you know it's it's i don't know but but yeah and and and, and i don't really go to some of these venues so i don't want to speculate or say anything but from the venues that I have gone to, or just a scene in general, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I don't know. So, let me ask you this: Where do you think? I mean, and vice versa, music in these kind of like what's being played in these clubs, like that are booking a house guy. Is there like a hip hop dip? You get what, what I'm mean? saying? What do you mean? Like if a, okay, there's a, a club open on South Beach. I saw their book. A, a big name house guy like mm -hmm. is it house is it like a house music yeah that's a house night night and like i haven't been there but is there I'm any kind of like you know like there's no oh, it, or i don't know I, and, and is it being done like the other venues that are just like you know what i call you, you, like like the puppet show like is, is it a house night with the puppet show for the spenders plus the house guy or is it like Resident doing the puppet show plus the house guy plus you know like I have I don't know I'm don't confused know. bro <laughs> <laughs> bro I'm confused but, but it's 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 bro it's, but I mean with South Beach what they what it seemed like what was going on was that they were kind of pushing all that stuff out and then bringing you know the 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 Good Times Hotel the Moxie opened up too on yeah. uh, on like the early street sixth seventh eighth you know where Vendome is at. And and it seemed like they were just kind of like, like, cleaning that up and whatnot. But I know that Good Time already has like sound ordinance, sound ordinance. Yeah. So I don't know if they were. I don't know yeah. because I, I that just might have been too soon. You know I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. I, well, shit, nightlife might. <laughs> if if you want me to make like a just speculate, and you want me to just say like in seven years, these these new kids that should be in the club, they're gonna be in the metaverse. Yeah, they're gonna I be mean, they're, and and they're gonna they're gonna go eat dinner at Swan maybe in Komodo. Right, right. But guess what? They're going to club in the metaverse, bro. Elissa's yeah. gonna be DJing. Yo, Elissa did a, already did a DJ thing. I heard about. Yeah, wait, dog. I heard about that. Wait, yo, shout I'm out the, to Elissa already not, DJed in the metaverse. I'm bro. not fully. I'm not, and that's the thing, bro. Just again, I'm not. I'm not fully immersed into any of that, bro. Someone spent four hundred fifty thousand to be Snoop Dogg's neighbor in the metaverse. I'm saying, let's like, open a club in the metaverse, dog. Have you DJ for any of these people? Any of these like NFT people? Or nah, like, bro. bro, I have, man. It's it's an ex <laughs> it's an experience. It's an experience because yeah. it's people that they are, pay you in Bitcoin. No, I got we got paid normal, but it was like an after party. This was during Basel. It was like an after party for some 
some whatever i don't know but it's just a whole bunch of corporate dweebs like you have know. you noticed that like the the influx of like yeah. out of towners like the tech scene is that happening like the, yeah. the people are posting about that shit but a whole like lot. i've seen a whole lot and this what i'm telling you is this was a party it was, where are they hanging out at bro they just they go to bars bro i saw i was at east at sugar uh-huh. i was out there on a random tuesday wednesday meeting up some friends from out of town and this was right this was a weekday after new year's and it was slammed slammed but it was the crowd was like so douchey like so bad it was like, like an nft crowd bro, it, was just, it was it was a, whole, a new hipster that it NFT was like crowd? it was like just like like new york looking um like business dude. like like we're in les yeah like but and then also like the euro kind of cheesy i don't know i mean they weren't part of that crowd but like that's the only place that i've been to and i'm like these are like the more like techie guys you know yeah. or like the new york financial guys like they just come off so but you know what i did see i saw a lot of women there yeah a lot of women that are going to get saved mm. i mean we can get into that i need to go in there i'm trying to, <laughs> I'm, trying to I'm trying to save some like, women so i want to see you know but, i got my cape on right now so i'm gonna go uh like 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 the the girls that are just expecting to get approached. You see a lot yeah. of those because the New York guys are there. They have money. They have no game. But the fucking smart ass Miami girls trap like know how to trap these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, damn. How else? What else? How else? Um, tell me more about the Vegas trip though. Like, what else did so you? So I, I connected. I connected with Edwin, who's a DJ phenom. He's a DJ City president. Um. I'm the DJ City rep for Miami, Florida. I've been working with them for five, six years and connected with a bunch of DJs. I literally went to like kind of do some research, see where the scene's at. I was going to say, how does this feel like? Does it feel like Vegas is back? Is it what's different about it? It's kind of weird. Like, like so that was that night. The two other nights I went and I, I saw a bunch of, of residents, like local guys work different rooms. But I feel like I don't know. It's 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 people are out. People. Are, I mean, it's also right now. It was a little slow season. Like it's after New Year's, but mm-hmm. people are out. I just felt what I did feel was like the music was was not on point. On point, or it wasn't as like as sharp as it should have. As I remember Vegas, Vegas being the DJs there. I had this conversation with Don Hot last week that the DJs over there, they're great. I'm gonna say West Coast DJs mm-hmm. in general. They're great DJs, yeah. but they don't really put on like the show that we do here. Yeah. They don't command the attention. They're not looking right. at you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always but, curious. Like, but you if know, you if you bring a me or you know a Don Hot over there, like yeah. what would that? What would happen? You know, would that? I think at. But this is the thing. I didn't go to Dre's when I was there. Mm-hmm. And I think at Dre's, yeah, both of y'all would kill it. Like, because that's the rap spot. That's like mm-hmm. the more rap. And every time I've been there, it's all What's rap. What's crazy, bro, is I'm doing that in Spanish now. Right. <laughs> like, like, but, like, but is even in Spanish over there? Like, really? Not really. You do, but it's not. It's like certain. And, and, and shout out to Exile, Yoyoli. Like, they've built it from the bottom up. And now they have Spanish stuff on the strip. Dope. Like, Yoyoli does Omnia. Um, they, I think it's like a monthly, and then when it's like Mexican New Year's, they do, they do the big room, like oh, main shit. room. That's dope. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that, bro. That it's. But this is the thing about Vegas that in Vegas there's so much micromanaging, so there's no room to really do anything. And what I was told was that right now, 
post Vegas, what's happening? I mean, because they're still a little behind us. Post COVID, post COVID or quarantine, that a lot of younger guys kind of came up. So, or a lot of people that were like next up, or the opener started headlining because of budget cuts or whatever. Mm. That there's a weird kind of what's the best way to put it? Like they haven't, their feet aren't wet enough, or they're like they're doing. Like like the are, are they you doing what 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 kind of works? I don't know. It's weird. That that's that's it's it's like I don't know because I don't want to like throw anybody under the bus, but it, it's like a lot of the resident guys aren't working since the budget has budgets have been cut. The hours right. have shifted and everything. A lot of the guys that have doing it don't have like the sauce or don't have the recipe. So I, I mean, we could bleep anything out if we decide yeah. we bleeped out. But what, what I'm assuming is that like Vegas can't afford to book like the scam type guys, R- right? Yeah, because a so, lot of them, a lot of them aren't working. Yeah, right. So, so now they're forced to get cheaper, I guess, local guys or local. It's it, it's it's kind of like I don't know, and and I felt like it happened here. Like I mean, and I'll, I'll be pretty frank. Like certain budgets, kind of everything post quarantine, like the more, I would say, higher up budgets, everything got kind of pushed to to a, a center. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say I don't know. Let's just say one thousand is like the average. You know, the the twelve, fifteen, eighteen, two, and then you have the eight, seven, six, five. Mm-hmm. So the eight, seven, six, fives are doing like the one, two, three, four, like the everything kind of. And then these guys are kind of odd men out. You know, it's like they're kind of. But those are the OGs. Most of them they've been in the game. Yeah, for a and they long travel time. and they do a lot of stuff. And and, like, and I mean, they're they're getting their shit like yeah. in one way or another. But it's it's like a weird. I mean, that's that's what a theory I've been told, and then also I felt the music was kind of disconnected. But at the same time, these people like haven't really been going out, so you know, it's it's they're not doing anything wrong by playing outdated stuff. Yeah, in my bro, in my <laughs> opinion, bro, I feel like we're out. What this is the problem is that. It, where it, it, the music cycle nationally is outdated. I was having mm-hmm. this conversation too, but it doesn't feel as bad here because we could touch so many different things. We could right. go to Spanish. We could exactly. go, but over on the West Coast, those hip hop, like, bro, what new hip hop can you play over there, bro? Like, what is even hot over I there? Didn't hear you know one little baby song when I was out there. What? Yeah. See, I, that's crazy to me. Yeah, so I'm assuming that they're all playing just mad sweetie over there. They're playing yeah. all that same E40 shit, you know? But like there's no there's no new I was new. but that's the other thing, like I didn't go to Dre's. I wish I would have gone to Dre's and I was there like a few days. But I mean I've had this conversation, you know, same thing. You've seen me tweet about it, we've talked about it, and and I music is just in a weird stage. And and the worst part is that even reggaeton is now at a weird stage. Exactly, and, like, and know what reggaeton, reggaeton was what was saving us. And you know, you, know? What I'm, you know what I'm assuming? I'm assuming it's like this to where like my the classic reggaeton hits harder and has more energy than the new reggaeton. So I'm playing the classic reggaeton during prime time. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming on the West Coast, like those classic West Coast records, those are, are still hitting more than yeah. the newer shit. So they got to do that too. Yeah, you know? it's it, bro, and and the reason why the new reggaeton doesn't really work because all of not all of it, but most of the new reggaeton is R&B. It's sleepy, yeah. It's considered R&B. It's, yeah. it's R&B music. It's sing-along stuff. As far as 
It's sleepy, bro. They're yeah, it's all, it's all R&B. No matter what, how much you speed it up, what drums, you, it's all R&B. All the Raul shit is all for the hoes. You know? Jay Cortez, all of it. Like, the only thing that's not really R&B that, and of course it's hitting is Bad Bunny. He's yeah. the only one, Chanteo, that's in your face. Like, even, like, But even even the, his last two, three songs have all been R&B. You know, like, Yonaguni. I mean, which is why Safaera is still going to smack more still, than everything. Still. And then on the rap, bro, on the rap side, what's the biggest record? Maybach, newest biggest record, maybe like, bro, it's tough out here, bro. Like it's, you know, like I was telling Don Hunt, like, how long is Dreams and Nightmares gonna yeah. be a confetti song? Yeah, bro? for real. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, you know, when the problem is even in hip hop, it's like this. It's like sleepy is like the trend right now. Yeah. Even in hip hop, reggaeton, like like Lil Baby, you, you know, Moneybag, Yo, um, 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 Yo Gotti, all these guys are cool. Like even the Drake. Future's too sexy record yeah. is a big record, but these they don't evoke any energy. So yeah. even though they're big records, people are standing around, bro. Even like when you play El Poblado, bro, it's a big record, but yeah, people are standing be. around because no one's. It doesn't bring any energy. We need some Zani Lennox. We need the new We Seen in Yandel. We need some young kids yeah. that want to scream, bro. Like yell in my ear, like how Bad Bunny does. Give us some melody that's loud and energetic, bro. Chanting. That's why right. Bepas goes off right. because no one has that shit. That's like chanting high energy shit like you, do you think and then uh, so do you think that's gonna be the wave the the tempo wave like and then where do you think that's gonna go it needs to go to i'm gonna I'll, i'm gonna tell you where i hope it goes that up tempo 128 guaracha chanteo wave mm -hmm. i hope they start doing the chanteo shit on the perreo that's what i need to happen that'd be good and now that's just gonna bring us back to that rakata eight right. that that you know right yeah that lo que pasó fucking yeah era you know that's what we need like you know no, that'd be good. Let, let me ask you what. Have you played Pepas out of venue where it doesn't work? Or like, have you played it in like... Venues, I don't play that brick. Yeah, you don't play it? I was going to ask you I that. I don't play that brick. No? Like, I don't play any house guaracha brick. There's, there, there's never a point where you're like, hmm. I know off rip yeah. if I'm going to play it or not from the beginning of my set. Right. I know like, yo, I'm not touching 128 house at this Got venue. It. In brick, yeah. I don't think I've ever played 128 yeah. house ever at brick in seven years. But Pilos... Gives me the vibe I could hit it. Right. Copper, copper blues gives right. me the vibe I could hit it. You know. Um, uh, where else? You know. It's just. Yeah, because I always wonder, like, you know, on the more like rap on the more urban side, like, there was a time when you could even play some kind of a temp. I mean, I'm talking about fucking like ten years ago, but like, is that being played in any rap party now, or like urban party, or like I'm playing? The there's, there's set like, bro, like. like I need more records like like when I go to Brick and it's straight urban, mm -hmm. I still get off the Miami shit, that 128 yeah. shit that goes off, but we're getting like, you know, the tippy toes and the twerculator. You're getting yeah. some 128s in the hip hop side. We need some more of those because those, those right. are working, you know? Play, uh, the label hit me. They're trying to play that. Uh, the, the the uncle, yeah, we want some money. You know, like, the, the, you know, they're trying to, some people are experimenting with that 128. Um, Some hip hop artists are experimenting What's with that. What's the Sada Baby? You remember that? Yeah, I, I kind of glanced over that song. It, it didn't feel like my, it felt like. For, it's kind of, I've tried to like force it when I play like Torque Later and stuff like that, but it's just like, nah. Nah, I go from that to like Dippy Toes. And then from there, I'm probably going to just go into the Miami shit, play Stick and Roll, hit, yeah. the, hit the Sam Sneak AV8 shits that work, the Put right. Out the Stick works. Um, I think it's important for DJs to do that. D that even if at Pilos or a venue that's not so urban, mm -hmm. to still play those Miami up tempo songs just to expose people to that tempo yeah, and, and getting the getting the twerculator. And they're, and they're easy. And and I think in Miami, 
if you know, at most venues, you know, and like I said, except for Brick, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard. I mean, I've heard them bow, but I've never heard any house at Brick or any kind of like energy yeah. that that kind of shit. But like in most venues that are open format, like in Miami, you know, you have the luxury and you have like, like, like. And you know what I've, you know what I've always thought? My sorry to cut you off, but what I've always thought is places like Brick, places like Wood Tavern, and just Winwood in general. For me, house music sounds good when you have the experience with the lights and everything. Yeah. When you're at a bar just playing house music, that shit don't like sound that, right to me. Like everybody knows, I'm a huge Pit fan. Like I work with Pit, you know, toured everything. I don't play Pit at Wood. Like I've, I'll probably play like Lengua Fuera if right. I'm if I'm playing like like No Te Veo, you know, like. 120 like reggaeton maybe into like nina sky dancey shit and i'll i might i'll play culo and like lengua fuera but i'm not gonna play any of the, the cheese you know yeah, like yeah. and because I, I know bro and i'm fucking pit my guy you know like yeah but it's it's you know what and then also like in the system and the venue the environment you know it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work it but, doesn't work and you know actually i feel dude and this aka is, there's not enough white people <laughs> <laughs> dude and i felt and this is this is like a true story when places, what were the first like? What like racket and and the and not even dirty rabbit because, like when I first started hearing, house in Winwood, I felt weird. Yeah, it doesn't. Felt, it doesn't. You know, like pillows. Like in, at pillows, it work. The thing guaracha doesn't it, when it's like house with like a Latin vibe. Right. When it has when it's like. When the house is boom, ka boom, ka boom, ka boom, ka, yeah. that type of house, like Guaracha, it sounds good yeah. amongst Latin shit. Yeah. But if you're playing that Calvin Harris European EDM shit, yeah. that doesn't have, it's just, dung, dung, it's dung, ka, dung, ka. It's yeah. not the Latin, dung, ka, dung, ka, right. dung, you know, then then it feels, you know, like it doesn't feel right. No, yeah, no. It, and, and I remember, I forgot what, what were like the first venues that we're doing it. And I was just like, I don't know. House? Or, or you know, like when a tempo, I'm talking about like four years ago. Like this is probably one of the first. I don't know when Winwood just started to when other when dress codes started to come around. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. just I was already kind of like I just feel weird. Like it doesn't feel, but you know, I've I've learned to accept it and and move on past. Are you it. we're in a, so we're in a space right now musically to where like house kind of came back in a sense right. and open for and so now each dj is going through like their 2000 they're, they're going through their 2012 like house crates and seeing which ones sound good in 2022 which ones are you liking which house records are you liking from back then that you're picking for your new crates at the wharf i play a lot of old house but at the wharf we play like everything at the yeah. wharf bro i i it's i've turned it into like my one of my most open format gigs and i'll play the new house that's kind of more on like the, that tech house kind of sound, like the side piece on my mind, mm -hmm. like where the buildups are not crazy EDM progressive, like da, 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 da. yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like a like a buildup, and then you stay on my mind, like shit like that, yeah, like chill, or, or like, like the A craze, you know, like yeah. songs like that. Like I'll play those with the new stuff, maybe a little bit harder stuff, and then when I go into the 2010s, 20 like I'll play. Bro, I play Levels original. Like yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit it feels good. But but to me, that's like a classic. Song. Yeah, yeah. Levels. We found love. Like oh. yeah, we found we found love. We found love is one of the biggest pop tracks of the last twenty years. Yeah, bro. top five to me. Um, I would agree. Then on the more housey side, like I'll play Take Over Control, Afrojack. Okay. Like I'll play that. Sometimes I'll play Sexy Bitch. Calabria feels good. Calabria, you know, yeah, like, but, but I have but I have like different edit like that are newer. That have right. the Calabria or like the heads will roll or like the right those more housey uh, even like boneless I have like a the business with boneless mm -hmm. 
songs, songs like that. But on the 2010s, like, bro, like, take over control. And then e- even I play, like, party rock sometimes. Yeah, bro, like, I haven't uh, touched party rock. Bro, I haven't played party you know rock what? in, like, ten, me, like, seven dog, years. Dog, I haven't touched dog, that You know I'm the cheese. You know I'm, like, the cheese master. Yo, Kaz, if you don't know Kaz, Kaz knows how to make cheesy shit kind of cool. I don't know how uh, he does it, bro. So, you know, if it's cheese, like, so... Bro, when I started playing, I'm gonna turn it into queso. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but when I started playing cheese, like, but the cheese has to change, and it goes back to the ten-year nostalgia thing. Oh shit, he put me on the cheese game. Put so, me. dude, think about it like now. Think about it like this now. The people that are out right now at the war. Let's. So I'm at, I'm plugging it in. Every pretty much every other Friday, I'm at the war. Mm-hmm. And for those that are not from Miami or never been, the wharf is the outdoor venue right in front of the Miami River. You can pull up on a boat huge and you have food trucks they have like games in the back it's very uh appealing and very like like nautical theme it feels good and it has a lot of instagram bullshit and like people like it because it's it's very clean looking it's yeah. very so it's on, the, it's on the water it's on the water very ig very they got, they got one in fort lauderdale one in miami mm-hmm. shout out to that owner i think yeah he's emmy emmy garrett he's opening one in bayside and then he has a bunch of other projects he, he's doing something at Gulfstream right now too. Yeah, that guy's killing it. Killing it, killing it, yo. Super OG and and he's smart because he does stuff because you know he's a promoter from back in the day. He he does stuff that his friends can go to. Mm-hmm. Like like his venues are dog friendly, kid friendly. So his friends that he used to party with at Space twenty years ago are pulling up with their kids during the day. Dope. You know, so it's a smart. Always grow with your with your audience. I would tell DJs that shit all the time. Like mm. never forget to like, you know, when you were young, you wanted to headline live for who. So your friends are fucking blowing up your phone yeah. outside, you know? Like don't 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 feel pre- if you're getting older, don't feel pressured to try to fit in with the young crowd. Find creative ways to fit in with your same crowd because right. that same crowd likes to right. have fun. Maybe right. they might have kids, but they might yeah. have you know. But they have they vibe with you musically. You yeah. guys are definitely going to connect musically. So just find ways to you know. exactly. So at the wharf, we, you know the crowd is mixed, and I, we play everything. And and out there, like you, they still have, have the sound ordinance over there. Not really. No. Nah, 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 nah. I think that's been. But you have to know to play everything. So, bro, the 2010 shit works. The fucking, the new stuff works. But when you hit them with One Direction or, like, Bieber, Baby off the top, bro, you take them back to, like, when they were 12, 13, 14, 15. That age, they just feel like they're, like, in, you know, that, that joy, that teen Fun, like <laughs> you could innocence. pull that. I can't. You see, that's why you're you're innocent. You're the goat in that. You know, room. shout you out to you know Don Han does it when he plays like Taylor Swift. He'll do that shit. Like yeah. that never getting back together. Like destroys yeah. the room. Yeah. Bro, you have to know. How, you figure out how to play it and like find little cheesy ways. And people used to make fun of me so much. Call me names. Do all this, man. You're not playing that fucking. You know, and I'm like, cool, yeah. right, bro. You know, and. Then, yeah. You know, it works. Right? Shit works, bro. But there's, now there's they play it too, so it's yeah. it's it's all good. But um, you know, you you you, bro, the cheese is, and I have guys come up to me, mean mugging me. I'm like, why are you mad? I'll buy you a drink. You know, yeah, you mad? You, you mad in the club? Bro, you mad at the club? You know, like I'll I'll get you a drink, buddy. <laughs> you know, like like, but it's that kind of cheese, bro. You connect with people in a certain way. You leave them a certain impression, and you know, when AM said it, people will remember more the songs that people don't normally play than listening to the same song every time. That's a fact. You know? So, and any, bro, when I say cheese, anything from Britney and Sync, Backstreet Boys, new shit, the Taylor Swift shit. Uh, I played the Olivia Rodrigo, the Good For You. 
Mm-hmm. New, I play that shit. Uh, bro. The new Willow Smith. I play that shit. Um, it's weird. It's so funny, like the way your de- like a DJ's path can change, bro. If you told me ten years ago that I'd be in loving my life playing like salsa music, yeah, bro. Yeah. Bro, I'm playing salsa music. Like, yeah. yo, this shit is lit right now. Like, you know, but salsa like, is different, bro. I love to play salsa, bro. I love it. People I are dancing, it. like, bro, like it. at Copper Blues, bro. I love that vibe. And the like, thing with salsa, you gotta know how to play it because, bro, salsa. I learned how to play salsa at this lounge, and this is pre. At now you can make, get edits or find edits or make the edits, but this is like literally me playing like the originals, like you know, like moving the platter and like yeah, because it's not quantized, it's not it's quantized at all. So live, bro, when yeah. I started playing, I was like, fuck, and I'm like listening. So I would do loops. I would do a, a manual loop. I would save a manual loop in the end and then and then in the front and in the end. Cause, bro, you gotta let shit ride. The salsa. Yeah. If you even even if you mix out in the end, sometimes motherfuckers look at you weird because they yeah. want to hear that. You've only played four minutes of the song. <laughs> You're supposed to let six minutes play. Fuck, are you doing, dude? Or, or people. I I would make loops in the beginning and in the end of the song. And sometimes I wouldn't have one in the end because I would I would always play the, you know, like that last like the dun dun because people kind of want to do like the last yeah, move. Do, do, do. Boom. And, and like, bro, I was such an eight bar DJ that like. I would be like, damn, like how I would be like sweating and like, how am I gonna mix out of this shit, whatever? And then you realize, bro, you just let it ride and drop the next one off the top. Yeah. Or you know, later on on the mic more and talking on the mic now, you know, you say I'm shit there like, bro, like I'm there like the salsa sitting <laughs> and I'm there like talking in the holes, like like like, you know, fucking you know, fucking yo da das, yo da das, y'all know what it is, copper blue. Like I'm like I'm like doing the fucking, the but it feels good though. Yeah. Like no one's bothering me because I know like when to talk, what holes to talk in the music, yeah. you know. So I'm there like in the holes of the salsa music, you know, just subtly talking my shit, like promoting and shit. Like yeah. it's just it's just funny how like if you would have told me ten years ago that I'd be there like playing salsa music, like enjoying myself. No, but, but that shit, bro. It's it's because I went through like so long, like. I went through a lot, and maybe you went through this too, Cass, but like, I went through, you know, a phase where it's like, yo, I want to DJ like the, the I want to be in the glamour scene, you know, mm-hmm. like I want to do those where you're playing, where you can't play salsa, you can't play, right? you can't do that shit, you know? But then I'm like, you know what, fuck it, let me just like, I'm I'm loving the salsa shit, I love it, it's different, I'm the white boy doing it, like people are liking it, you know, and it's like, now I like it, because you could still be a DJ and make six figures mm-hmm. and still play those off parties you know what yeah. i'm saying you're not forced to like go to the beach and do those glamour shit to to make six figures anymore you know Dude, it's it's a balance man it really is a balance and you know I, I i mentioned this to you briefly when i saw you last time and bro you have to have a balance of gigs like the djs that are just trying to do abc or headline you know live story 11 and only do that Bro, that they, they're gonna realize when they do achieve those goals that that's not happiness. Yeah, that's not happiness. Yeah, or that's not what they wanted, or what commonly happens most of the time that they weren't ready. Yeah, and not being ready for that gig is completely fine, completely normal. And once you find your sound, once you find your 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 lane, or you create your own lane, or you do your own shit, you kind of find those salsa gigs, find this, find that, and then you realize that, cool, you know what, I'm gonna do this gig. The pay not not be the greatest, but I do what I love. I'm gonna do this gig that the pay is great. I eat shit for fucking eight hours, but you know what? That pays my rent. Right. You know what? I know that I have to play at this venue. I don't fuck with this guy, but the look pays itself. Right. Like we've all been in that position where like we give and take, you do and a little bit, and, certain things. And that's what our job is about. You yeah. know, like bro, I know DJs that gig. 
let's say three, four nights a week and only promote two gigs. Yeah. And only and, and only those two top ones are the ones that they're gonna show you and talk about, and that's the one that yeah. their Instagram says. They're gonna be DJing in public. But then you walk for, into this restaurant. They're gonna be DJing in, in, in Win Dixie for fucking six hours and oh, but they're getting or, or they they are DJing at these spots and making X amount that I know how much they're making, but they wanna just front on that. Like mm-hmm. like with me, dog, I post I post I'm very open about my shit, dog. Mm-hmm. I've you know, I've I've done most of the venues around Miami and then Venues that I haven't played at, if the time is right, when the time is right, if what they're interested in is what I provide, will happen when it does. If it ha- exactly. If it happens, and it that's happens. it. Because, bro, like portraying some kind of identity of this and that, or or wanting to be this, or wanting to be that, you know, all those other positions that people want to be have been done by that person that they want to. It's going to keep you close-minded. Like for me, my approach, my whole career has been be able to. DJ anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like if I got to DJ in Hialeah, if I got to do a straight Dominican party, if I got to do a white Fort Lauderdale college kid party, if yeah. I got to do a hood party, like in 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 whatever, I, be able to do it all, and then move in the nightlife and wherever you get placed, you could do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, people, and it's gonna keep you busy. And people know because, bro, like I'm talking all about all the cheese, all this stuff. You know, I play at the spot Rose in Fort Lauderdale, and all I play is rap. And I'm on my rap shit. I can play a rap party. I'm on the mic, like y'all. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not on y'all's level of the. You know the the my packages pause. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's not as tweaked as as you know y'all that do. But I I do some of those parties yeah, yeah. out of town. I do big rooms in Chicago when I travel. I do all the yeah. big shit. You know, like just because I don't do it here doesn't mean that I'm not doing it. And I try to tell the DJ the local ones that are so. Sometimes those like, big rooms are not what's best for your business. And it's, bro, it's not best for your money. We're trying and, to like like we're we're a business at the end of the day. And for your mental health, bro. Because mm-hmm. DJing those big rooms, man. Like like do you people don't understand like like what it takes to be grandfathered in or to be put in that position or to be doing what you think you want to do. You don't know the journey that person went through or that connection or that relationship or. Or or what or the bottle licks or whoever's cousin family you know we we or how many text messages he's getting from the manager to play this do this do that what are you doing play a we got fucking uh this guy that's here from from yeah. from Armenia download, he just spent ten k yeah. download some Armenian trap yeah. right now play this shit right now. right now why don't you have it yeah. right now play it right now or we're gonna fire you got fifteen mm. seconds to play this Armenian exactly. song right now do it right now because I'm yeah. an owner and I'm on cocaine right now exactly. and we need this shit to happen right now like believe me, believe me. I mean there is there is. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a story, I, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story. I just told it on the road podcast. I did the road podcast when I went to Vegas. I used to open at this venue for years, and I opened there for years. And there was a main guy, and the main guy would headline, do do his thing. We were both stressed out every single fucking night that we played there. And one night, they would always book the random promoter. DJ friend. This is when being DJ was still cool. We're talking about like this is like a beach, con- the beach, this South is, Beach shit. This is a, a bottle service. A South Beach. Bottle. South Beach spot. You know, high end. And I, I had been a resident on multiple nights. I was, you know, I would save the night. I would. I was the guy that, because the headliner wasn't there or or talking to a girl or whatever. I was the guy that would get the text or, or, or was told, hey, get, bu- get buddy out of there. Like, find someone so he has to get back on. And you know, I have to go get so and so, and you know, hey, hey, you gotta get back on. And and I'm the one telling the promoter that's stoked playing his shit, like, yo, man, sorry, buddy, like, so and so's getting. I was the one doing everything for years. At night, they book one of those promoter guys, but there's no main guy. 
so I already knew what was going to happen. And I was already, like, mentally, like, in that position, like, yo, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. The guy gets on 15, 20 minutes in, like, my phone's blowing up. The manager's like, yo, tell this guy, hurry up, hurry up, get off, get off. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, all right, he's going to get off. I'm going to get on since there's no headliner. This is it. This is my chance. Like, I'm going to freaking, like, you know, like, this is going to be it. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna crush it. I'm going to, like, I start rocking. I wasn't, like, too heavy on the mic back then. I do my thing, whatever. I don't know where this other DJ walks in. That's He wouldn't even DJ in that venue. And I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? I'm thinking, like, yo, we're going to take a shot. Like, he walks in, and we're like, I'm like, oh, I'm chilling, whatever, whatever. I'm like, let me know when you're ready. I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, no, I just got called in to come and play because they booked some shitty-ass DJ, and they didn't have anybody else to play. And I was like, all right, cool, get on. He got on, packed my bags, and I left. I was like, yo, like. What the fuck? F- like, I'm like, yo, like, I'm done working with this venue. I'm done working with this. Like, I, I you know, I was already moving in other places. And, and it goes back to that, like, for the look, the money wasn't great. Because I was already doing bigger stuff, but I was still opening this venue for the look of this. Right. And what was going on. And I would. But even that was was already kind of losing its shine or losing its its value. Right. And when that happened, I was like, yo, like, I'm done working with people that are not going to value me, value yeah, my yeah. time. And, when it, you know, like, yeah. all these different things. And and I, I got my bags and I was like, yo, I'm out of here. Like, and, you know, I, I had a discussion with my management and they were just like, okay, that's what you want to do. That's what makes you happy, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Because you got to know when to let go. When something doesn't benefit you, exactly. doesn't get you anywhere, bro. And in this in this career that we have, a lot of people hold on, mm-hmm. hold on to the 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 times that this venue had at this time back then, or this. Or yeah, these venues aren't hot right now. They're uh, str- they're struggling uh, right now to look. like, and that's why it's so chaotic because they are. The reason why it's chaotic behind the scenes is because they are struggling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you gotta understand too. Like, there's people that are just are not gonna like you. Mm-hmm. And there's people. And owners and management that are gonna like you. No. Some of them are gonna be dope venues. There's gonna be a manager in a dope venue that's not gonna like you for some reason. You're not gonna know why. And then, but then this venue of this dope venue, the guy's gonna love yeah. you, and you have no idea. And guess what? You you don't need closure. You don't need to find out why. You just exactly. understand that some people are gonna like you, some people are not, bro. Like, yeah, and 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 also, you know, it's a business. Like you said, it's a business. At the end of the day, you know, like you're whatever you think. Is going on in your head is not what's going on in the numbers in the back you feel me like mm-hmm. like your dj ego position whatever nobody gives a shit especially when you're in those kind of venues like there's so many and that's one thing i learned early with conflict is like there's so many moving parts that if you ask anybody in the venue they're gonna think that they're the one and get you know? right yeah what i can you know tell anybody else who's in that position yo like if you're DJing these venues if you're if you're if you're around these kind of celebrities athletes or whatever don't talk to the celebrity. Don't talk to the athlete. Don't talk to the rapper. Find out the guy that's on his phone or find out the guy that looks kind of like that's having the manager. fun or not having fun or looks stressed or is 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 the manager or the connect or the road, whatever it is. Find them when they're not on their phone and be like, you know, be courteous. And, and if, if they're not, if, if you approach them and they're dicks to you, it comes with the territory, you know, but have the right approach. Be like, hey, you know, I saw you guys around here. Um, you know, I'm Cass. I'm one of the, the residents out here. Big supporter of your music. You know, I have a show on 
globalization. You know, here's my card. We'd love to have him on. Whatever new music you guys have going on, blah, 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 blah. Real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Here's my card. Boom. Cool. If if he hits you back, y'all connect. You'll get the picture when you get it. You'll get the drop when you get it, you know. And I've done stuff like that. And I've come up on certain, you know, connections with artists and stuff like that because I'm not there waiting for someone sort of wash his hands so I can catch him right now, you know, like. My thing is, bro, if you act like a fan, they're going to treat you like a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I've always if it, in the mm-hmm. radio when the celebrities will come into the station, like I, you just be regular, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean. And once you start to treat them like like there's something higher than they are, they're gonna feel that, and they yeah. don't like that feeling. They don't yeah. like that, you know, like. But yeah, it's it's a very I think it's a very thin line because I have this thing I always say I'm a fan first, but I know how to like. You know, but that's me because I we've been around it. You know, right, like, right. We've you know you've been around people that are you're insane fans of but you just hold it back and you're just like yeah Man. like like uh, and, you, and you live the moment you live the fucking moment that's yeah like I, I remember a time i was at wood tavern i think you, you were djing and you know like nori's right there yeah. you know and i'm just like bro you know what i'm gonna just go up to him and tell him thank you yeah you know what i mean that's yeah, all he exactly. needs to thank you bro like i'm not about to there like try to open up a conversation and try to be that guy like you know like now's not the time like knowing when and when the time is like is very important like yeah but yeah, timing, oh. timing is my bad. No, you're good. No, timing is, is very, very important. And then, you know, on the on the DJ side, same thing. Venues, music, like it's 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 all in due time, man. And and everybody's watching. If you don't hear anything back, that doesn't mean that they didn't see it. So whatever you put out, remember that people are always watching, and it's gonna come back to you one way or another. Yeah. Some DJs are gonna be like, oh, I saw when you didn't. You're like, oh fuck, you know, like it's yeah. happened. It's happened. Oh, I saw you at. And this venue, and then you're like, fuck, I used to just get so hammered there. Like, you know, like, yeah. you're like, damn. But it's, it's the DJ world is funny like that. <laughs> I got DJ Cass here, bro. Plug out your social media for the people. It's DJKA5 uh, on Instagram, at DJKA5. I have a Patreon, DJs, uh, patreon.com slash DJKA5. DJKA5.com is my landing site. If you Google DJKA5, Anything and everything that's me will come out. That's a big reason. People ask me where Killer Cast comes from, where DJ K5 comes from. Um, I used to do, do a open source research in the military. So when you search I, stuff. I wanted to, yeah, keep, go, my bad, go. Yeah, when you search stuff, I used to do like research on stuff. So you know that if you look up DJ Speaker or, you know, DJ Boombox One or DJ Boom, I don't know, random DJ, DJ Noise. You look up DJ Noise, it's going to be a million DJ Noise. You look up Casey Chops, there's going to be one Casey Chops. Right. I used to go by Cass. When I was a kid, I grew up in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys see that I'm not an Indian. Like, <laughs> some of my friends would call me Casper. Yeah. So that, you know, evolution throughout time. And I, my original name was DJ Casper, but that's super common. Shout out mm-hmm. to Casper in, in Tampa. That's my dude. And... When I came up with Killer Cass, Killer Cass comes from Cameron, Kanye, down and out, when he's like, knock, knock, who's this? Killer Cam, Killer who? My chinchilla blue. I'm a huge Cameron fan. Yeah, me too. So my old roommate at the time, when I was in the military, was like, yo, because I play a song all the time. He'd be like, knock, knock, who's this? Killer Cass, Killer who? And that's where it came from. Bro, so you were in the military, bro. Talk about that. Like I did. All right. I was born... I was born here. I was born in Miami. I was an anchor baby. My parents were separating. And my mom went back to Nicaragua to raise me. And I would come visit my dad in Miami and all my uh, aunt's family. And 
that side of my of my dad's family came out here in the eighties during the war. So I grew up, went to high school in Nicaragua. I mean, all school, and then I would always come to Miami to just absorb, mm-hmm. absorb like music. I would buy CDs. I was very big into like skateboarding. I've always been like big into fashion. So I was like back then it was like all the skateboard stuff, and I would take it back to Nicaragua. I wanted to start DJing then, but. I was really, bro, I didn't care about school. I, like, I did not care about high school, did not care about anything, and I knew I wanted to leave. And I've always been a fan of the military, always. And I told myself growing up, there's two things I want to do. I want to DJ, and I want to be in the military. Mm-hmm. Like at 14, 15, there's the only two things I told myself, like two things I want to do in my life. So right when I graduated, I already knew that I, was, I, was, I wanted to leave, and I was going to be a Marine. My best friend at the time, his dad was in the Air Force, and he was like, yo, don't do the Marines. Join the Air Force. You're a smart kid. Like, like you'll have way better cost of living or, or living conditions and everything. I took the test. I scored pretty high, and um, I became a signals intelligence analyst. And In the Air Force. In the Air Force, yeah. So I did that for six years, and I worked in the computer. You know, I had a desk job pretty much. But we do a lot of different research, a lot of different things. And, you know, that's one of the things that I learned. And, you know, like... You were, you were in Iraq, right? Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. Talk about that. Um, I did... I toured with the Army, actually. So everybody I hate on the Air Force, when I tell them that I toured with the 82nd, and as soon as, as, soon as I toured, I became Army. They're a little bit more, more relaxed. Because the Army doesn't fuck around. The Army, like, like, you're there when you're there. So... The job that I said, you know, a lot of it is on base. A lot of it you do in a secure environment. So I was in Bagram. I was in Bagram, which is, was, which at the, well, right now when they left Afghanistan, that was like one of the main bases that they were showing, you know, that they left everything. Mm-hmm. What year was this? This was 2006 mm-hmm. into seven. Oh, you were there for? I was there. I mean, it was it was hot. Back then when I was hot, it was it was still popping. Like, it was still yeah. very, very active. I was in Bagram for a few months, and I went to this fob down by Kandahar, and I worked remote. I worked, I lived, like, in a, in a trailer, like an 18-wheeler trailer. Mm-hmm. I lived in one of those in a small base, and we had all our equipment and stuff there. And it was crazy, bro. So I had been a hobby DJ since I graduated high school. And right when I left in 2006... I was when I was deployed it was it was very surreal because like I was going out right before bro like the military is like prison in, in many many ways mm-hmm. so like when you deploy or like before you go in like you party like when, or you when you're back home you party so I remember going out in San Antonio before my deployment and being like yo all these DJs that are playing like I do the same thing cuz I was a bro I was the bedroom DJ I was like the dweeb like Mm-hmm. The guy that would just have his six, eight records. I had a little CD player I would connect. And I was like, yo, like, I know how to mix. I know the music. I know this. I know that. And I was burning CDs, matching, like, one CD to another. And right before I left, I was like, yo, these guys aren't really doing anything. And when I was in Afghanistan, I was like, yo, I'm going to take this DJ thing seriously because mm-hmm. I love it. I love music. Like, a lot of these guys aren't doing much. And when I got back, I had about a year, year and a half left. And I started, I already knew a few people, and I started going out more and shadowing a few DJs. And it was in San Antonio. I was in Station San Antonio, and it's a very big, small town. Like, the mentality of people over there is very, very small. Like, 
they try to mimic Vegas, but you're in a small town. You know, like mm -hmm. those people go. It's like people that go. You don't see it here because you're in Miami, but probably like people from like Fort Myers that come down. You know, or like to yeah, Miami yeah. or like Jacksonville. You know, like or just the tourists that we see. You know, like they come from their little small town and they come and they live their life. So it, when I was in that market, you know, I I learned a lot from mother's mistakes. Like, I mean, I. I First of all, I sucked. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like shadowing people, bro. Like when you're that guy, when you're like the bitter, angry DJ, like I can be better. Mm -hmm. I was young, but then as soon as I started like seeing what they were doing, I was like, yeah, I don't think I can really do this yet. But just shadowing people and seeing what they move, how they play, how people react to this song, seeing how drunk they were getting, how drunk I shouldn't get, seeing, you know, who they're trying to hook up with. Like, oh, I'm not should I should not be trying to hook up with a bartender or I should not be, you know, like seeing all those little things, I learned a lot. But the military just is like a found was a foundation for me, dude. Like in the military, you meet people that you'll never meet again, like prison. Like mm -hmm. you meet people you'll never meet in 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 anywhere else from all different kinds of parts of the world. You meet a lot of ignorant people, you meet a lot of smart people, you see how cliquish people are, you know, and, and it's it's crazy, but dude, I love I loved it. I loved every second of it. Like, I hated a lot of, of it when I was in, but it made me who I am today. And taught you discipline. I'm sure taught me discipline. It taught me to like. I learned the most when I left, because I joined when I was 19 and I left at 25, and that first month when I left, to not have that that automatic direct deposit on the first or on the 15th. I was already working. And at, actually at the time I was making more money DJing than I was in the military. But when I got out, I was like, damn, I don't, have, I don't have health insurance. Yeah. I don't have, I mean, you can go to the VA, there's loopholes, whatever, but like, I don't have that first and 15th guarantee no matter what I did. I don't have, cause there's so many people that complain about the military when they're in. And then when they get out, like they're off the tit. Yeah. Off the tit, no more milk the fuck are you gonna do you know yeah so it dude it, and it, it's i did it at the right time because i was a, i was a shithead bro I, I always say there's an alternate version of myself that would have just come to miami gone to Dade, dropped out got in the job at the airport probably be like 350 pounds like big beard you know yeah. like, like have flannies right now, you know, but yeah. it taught me a lot, man. And it's it was it was very, very important. And you know, I I did an event like three, four years ago in El Paso with USAA, who is That's my insurance too. Yeah. So the bank, the bank for USA, I did an event with them. It was it was a bunch of country people, a bunch of like two first name country artists, like Luke Alexander, you know how yeah, they yeah, oh like, that's the house DJ. Yeah, like Chris Stevenson. Yeah, Chris like, Steve. It was like three of those. Yeah. Um my boy Carlton Seuss, who's a Texas rapper, who's he's really good. There was another band and me and I opened, but it was like a festival for for the military people. And I got it through. I submitted like a little video and I and I got it. And but yeah, man, that's my that's something I'm manifesting right now. Like my I've DJed all over the world. I've you know celebrities, all the bullshit. But my dream gig is to DJ for the USO. Wow. Like I want to tour with the USO. Like go to Iraq, go to wherever, go to any base and like just DJ for them. You know, they do, yeah. they do like little dances and stuff. Like, like in the bases, I remember they would bring like, when I was at the fob, it was like, it was like some random country guy. And then like a Dallas cheerleader. Did you go out when you were in Afghanistan? I stayed on the base. 
I say, but on the fob, bring like some Afghan girls back and shit. Like, can you rock, bro? Them? On base, on base, wild shit happens. On base, and I, I did not do nothing with nobody, and bro, like that's the last thing. But I was also very young and very young minded. Yeah, but you don't really interact with 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 the locals. No. The locals you do interact is when they do the bazaars and stuff, and they, it's only old. You don't see, bro. I I, I don't think I saw any, maybe like one or two workers, but like. You know, just like, yeah. like a little bit, or I don't know. I wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just like a different just world. To survive and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was work, bro. I used to work like thirteen hours. Uh, so if days. I was over there, bro, I would have like snuck out to a little town, try to find some Afghan girls, and got kidnapped. I mean, you find it, you, and I would have been beheaded, bro. That would have been me. You would have found trying a, to be, find some Afghan pussy. You would have found an beheaded. army. You would have found an army girl. Oh yeah. I mean, bro, that stuff. Sound, that don't sound like me. Stuff, stuff, bro. I mean, you. are you know, I would have been. You're, bro, saying this, you're saying this day one, bro. <laughs> day forty, you're like, yo, yeah. What's up? You know, they, yeah. bro. Day eighty, you're like, damn, damn, dog. Yo, the tree's looking good right now. You know, <laughs> bro. I didn't, I didn't. You know, I didn't hook up with anybody. I didn't think I had a girl at the time, and I was very, I was, very, but bro, I had friends that were. I had friends that would go to the little, like I said, they would do, they do like these kind of little dances, or like there's like little, like like centers, like. TV set like rec centers, you know, and people would go hang out and kind of, and then you know, and yeah, things happen, yeah, things yeah, happen. Yeah. But it's also, bro, it's like, I don't. Have you seen the show uh, Yellow Jackets? No, bro, it's this brand new show. Uh, it's it's about this group of girls that are in a plane crash. This is it's 1996. They're in a plane crash somewhere in like Seattle, and they get stranded. It's kind of like Lord of the Flies. So they're stranded, and it's like. Eight or nine girls, and there's two, three guys. One of them is gay. The other one is like their age, and the other one's like a little kid. So, in that kind of environment, like there's like sexual tension. But I'm thinking, yo, like if a plane crashed and motherfuckers died and all this shit, like you're not thinking of fucking at all. I don't know, like, like it's in the. I mean, it's obviously like a show, but there's very traumatic things going on, like. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be like, yo, you know. I mean, like, my a lot of my twenties, I used fucking to like, like as medication to suppress my worries and my fears and shit. So I mean, that's not too I far did, off. For I me, did bro. look, man, and then we can get into like the the side of the 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 podcast that I knew was coming, which is we we could talk about you know females. Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 we got some. Is that time. chapter? Were you sure? No, we we're got good. some. Yeah, 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 we're good. Um, Are you single now? I'm single all the way, oh, shit, all the way. Yeah. Um, nah, man. I was in a lot of long relationships, and I would kind of end up in relationships. Like, like, like when you're like hooking up with a girl, like you're hooking up with like your friend's friend, and then like by com- you ever hooked up with a girl or like date a girl by convenience? Mm-hmm. Like if we're DJing together and your chick brings a girl, mm-hmm. and like I'm always opening for you, and then like. I always girls just around, around yeah. like, yeah, you know, it's happened. And yeah, some of those kind of situations have happened, or, or, like, not conversated enough, or not communicated enough to like stuff gets way further than it should have. Or, mm-hmm. but now, nah, bro, in my thirties, it's been great. Like, I've been single for the last few years, and bro, communication is key. Yeah, communication is key. You gotta be on the same page with the person that you are talking to. And when 
I say communication and on the same page, it's like, look, I'm single right now. I date a few girls. You know, I, I, I go on dates, I'm saying. like, But I'm not look, I let every girl know that I'm not looking for anything. Don't expect anything from me in, in, in that kind of sense. But let's hang out. Have a good time. See where things go. Yeah. But that's it. I don't know. But I'm but I'm different. I'm different. Yeah. Like like and and as a DJ, you know, we all kind of play that card. Like, bro, the D, don't tell me the DJ is the 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 what's the exacto seat? You remember in Fast and the Furious when the seat comes out? Mm-hmm. Like that's a eject, bro. That's a card. Yeah. Like when you're dating a girl and you're like, oh, you know, I'm a DJ. Like they're gonna take that shit how they want. But if they accept it, like you can always kind of pull the DJ card. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm just like, man, I'm chilling. I'm on some chill shit. It's crazy. Like I got I moved into this that this spot downtown and shit. Nice spot, nice view. And I thought I was gonna be like, uh, I thought I was gonna unlock like a new hoe face. Right. And I'm not like that. I'm yeah. like, I want to move a girl in. Like I want to live the so domesticated life, and yeah, it's weird because I, I saved the, like my downtown like. I'm five minutes away, yo. My whole life, Cass, I've had to like, you know, take these out of town girls yeah. back to Broward. That's insane. I don't That's know how insane, you, bro. bro those are, you, we're talking fifty dollar Uber rides. I don't rides. know how. But now it's like now that I'm five minutes away from everything and I can easily like be the biggest hoe I've ever wanted to be. I don't want to be a hoe right now Dude, for some reason. I want to be in a relationship. When I broke up, from I've been single twice. This is the longest I've been single for for. This is where I've done the most. Not the most damage. I'm, I'm like digging. I mean, now these girls are listening to this shit. Yeah, you're good. But this is, at this time, being single with, bro, the last time I was single like this, I was, I was, I think I was like doing mansion and I was like peaking in the South Beach scene and like, you know how it is, bro, when you kind of level up mm-hmm. and you start making those connections and people kind of look at you different, girls look at you different. Yeah, the lights on you a little the more. The lights on you, yeah. So now you have your options open up. When I was in that, in that phase and I was single back then, bro, I mean, it was one thing, but now with even more connections and more things and more this and yeah, you know, yeah, just I, play your play the field, play your options, and and there's no rush. Yeah, you know, like, no, there should there should never be there should never be, and I think that's that's a misconception that most people have, or or maybe just the approach. I don't know. I mean, for women there is unfortunately, if you want to have kids, there is a rush. Yeah, well, but like you know, but for men, I don't understand. I don't understand like that. I don't know. I'm I'm not an aggressive person, but like, I don't know. Sometimes being too aggressive, but I don't know. Some people like they're they're trying to find that person. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I want to find that person. I'm not looking, but at the same time, I'm putting my like on off nights. I still go out to put myself yeah. in a situation to where I could meet. I want to meet as many people as possible. That's where right. I'm at. You know, that's good. So, a lot of DJ like when you're off, are you more of like a homebody? Or are you or or you so, like? To- I'm bro. I I'm both. Because I, I mean, I, I love days off. I love days off that I can be off. You know, I told you I took New Year's off. This last New Year's, 2021, I did about 300 gigs all year. Mm-hmm. We were doing happy hour plus night gigs plus then brunch and night gigs at some point. Doubles on Sundays. Like when things started to open up, bro, I was cooking, bro. Wednesdays, I was working every other Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Was it, your, it was my best year. Saturday, it, yeah, same, same, yeah. same. I'm, 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 I probably made the most money. I paid off so much shit. Yeah. I've saved a lot of shit, invested, you know, like I've done a lot. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when, yo, I, I hit up one of my boys and I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm on Groundhog Day. 
What do you mean? The movie Groundhog Day where he wakes up and it's like the same day. Yeah, Bill yeah. Murray every day. Yeah. He's trying to get out of it. There was a point where I would wake up and I was like, fuck. And I wasn't drinking. I don't drink as much anymore. I'm, I'm always on my healthy shit. But I wake up just exhausted and I'd be like, oh, another day today. Like I work again today. You know, like, yeah. not that I would hate going to work, but it's just like, that was literally my first thought. Do I work today? I'm feeling like that right now. But the thing is, I wake up and it's like another day. I got to go to my pool. You know what I mean? Like, right. I work like, right. like, 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 bro. Like, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like the DJ, like, like, pobrecito. Like, ay, pobrecito. You know, like. You got to put it in perspective. Yeah. In per- but, but at the same time, bro, it's a mental thing. It's a fucking mental thing. So I felt very, very drained mentally because I had been just working a lot. And, and certain nights off, I was going to see people and like, I've made it a point to see more of my friends. Mm-hmm. My friends that know Rodrigo, that know me personally, or know Casper, or know like whatever from whatever part of my life, and to hang out and see them because they make time for me all the time. Yeah, you know, I, and I want to see them on a non-club environment where I'm not what. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's cool, you know. But I, I, I've been trying to hang out with my friends, hang out with with people more. But yeah, I, I, feel I like need, it, but I need at least one night, bro, where where I stay home, yeah. like like I literally do nothing. I cook for myself. I take my own time to make my own. I'm not rushing before I gotta go out, cook, you know, chill, do whatever, and 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 like wake up refreshed, wake up. Yeah, thing. and I need one at least one of those every week. Yeah, yeah, no, for but, sure. I'm on the same shit, but. I still look like every once in a while, you know, every other week I'll go out. I'll try to go out every, at least every two weeks. Yeah. One of the nights, but I'm working four or five nights a week. Yeah. yeah but but the same shit. at the same time, it's, it's a lot of the same shit going on, you know? That's true. And, and, and no offense, there's, you know, I don't really go out. I don't want this to sound, but I don't really go out to get booked I, or I don't go to venues that I'm getting, that I want to get booked at. Right. I go see my homies. I go see whoever's rocking. I go see whoever's there. And if things were to come around or it's something that does catch my eye or, or I am interested in, you know, I'll I'll won't be too aggressive, but you know, I'll I'll I mean I think our careers are at the level to where like things just come. You yeah, know, like like dude, a thousand percent. You know, when I get scared because this DJ shit always feels like, you know, like for me as far as I always make sure my bills are paid months in advance because in my back of my mind it always feels like it could all go away, especially after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like we lost a whole year of work because of that bullshit. Yeah. So then like 2021 came and it's like, bro, I'm going all out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I've been doing 2021. Like not leaving anything on the table, not, right. you know, like I would always not go as hard as I could because I wanted to have time for relationships and friends, you know? But when the pandemic hit, now everything opened up. Now I put my relationships and my friends on the back burner yeah. and just been straight in my bag, like trying to get to the yeah. money and it's been the best it's ever been. But now I find myself having to like, I got to rebalance again and I got to like, okay, that's normal. Let, let's, that's- let's not focus only on money right now. Let's kind of take a night off or two, go out, have some, you know, yeah. connect with friends, you know, be social. What, one thing I learned, one thing I learned from EFN, he says that you have to find something to finance your dreams. So like doing those gigs to, to have those night with your friends, you know, it's it's. I think it's always a good balance, and that's one thing I've I've been doing because like, when I said that I'm not going out to get booked, is that like, like DJing is not my, 
it's not that it's my main it's not it's not that it's not my main concern anymore but like you said things come things right. are just bro like i don't know where you know i mean i'm things happen or i've aligned stuff and i'm, I'm that's why i've been traveling a lot more is because I've been connecting with a lot of DJs, a lot of friends, a lot of homies that I've known throughout the years and kind of seeing where they're at because, you know, I don't feel like I'm at a plateau, but, you know, we've, where, where are we going? You know, what's yeah. next? I've always, what's, I've always, yeah, I've always noticed that about you, bro, is that you have a large network of DJ friends yeah. from all different cities, you know what I'm saying? And, and you stay connected with, like, you're definitely a DJ's DJ, you know what I'm saying? So... Um, if I had to count a friend that I know that has the most DJ friends, it would probably be you, to be honest with you. And and so out of, you know, just a quick summary of just all the people you connect with from out of town and shit. How's like everyone's, the DJ's like mind state right now? How's everyone doing? You know, overall? it's, it's, and right, like right now in Vegas, I'm trying to think of where I've connected with people recently. I was in Houston, Houston, Dallas, oh, I want to go to Dallas. Vegas, um, Tampa, Orlando, I've been up there recently, like in the last six months, give or take, Fort Worth, like a lot of them, look, Fort Worth and Texas doesn't count, Texas is like normal, everyone else is is kind of in a similar place because, you know, it's it's the range, I guess my age range, our age range, you know, been DJing for 10, 15, professionally or as a job or as a career for the last 10, 15, up to 20 years, like, a lot of us are going into, like, another cycle, as in, like, from South Beach to Wynwood to now what? You know, you yeah, go, yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so, yeah. like, a lot of the DJs that I've met are, like, they either have their own party or have been residents here or maybe part owners or, or bookers or, or program directors, like, and everybody's kind of trying to... Try new things and see out. where they're going to pivot out of it. Because right, right now, it's come to a point where you get to a certain age to where, like, you know, when you're 20s, you could have two feet in DJing. You know, even into your 30s, you could have two feet in DJs. Do DJ in DJing. And I'm not saying this is for every DJ, but a lot of DJs come to the point where they're like, all right, I got to take one of these feet out of DJing and put it in something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether and it's, and it's, and it's, a, it, it's a very, it's not a bad thing because, you know, like, example with me, and, and I, I say all these things because... I want other DJs to kind of learn or think of it or whatever. And, and I've always been about trying everything and, and, and putting every, an, an egg in every basket. You mm -hmm. know, if it's radio, if it's Podcasting. online, podcast, this, that. Like, everything is just another tab on, under the cast brand. Right. You know, and then globalization, like, that lane, you know, shout out to the whole team, Edwin and everybody. And that's open doors for me. And... For you the know, people that don't know, globalization is Pitbull satellite station and cast DJs on that station. I'm, I'm on every Tuesday, channel 13. Me and DJ live it up. You know, another homie, and and I use that as a platform to network with other people. A lot, a lot of the listeners there are normal, normal people. You know, and 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 it's connecting me with them, and and you know, it's something I don't just that feeling of them. Tech, you know, we shout out the Instagram. They reply, oh my god, I heard today. You know, and it's a mom dropping off her kids and and you know and i've gotten bookings out of the same radio stuff like that's mm -hmm. the kind of satisfaction that i'm looking at you know mm -hmm. it's not for the money like i said gigs have come out of it but finding different things and and, and you know same thing with, with the podcast you know it mm -hmm. it opens you to other other listeners possibilities to meet people in so in, in many and shit. so yeah. many you know don't limit your bag you know um i got a hit up for for uh this company that does corporate events like like 
there was a time when you know it was like the little stigma of corporate or club and you can do this or the other no man fuck that do both i read i read does everything yeah so why why aren't we doing everything in that sense of like you know you get that little bag you're done at 10 p.m and then you go to break at right 1 a.m or whatever it is like like venture out and try different things and i'm trying because bro like the stigma of oh you're gonna be 30 in the club i'm 37 years and i don't find i don't think of stopping anytime soon i'm it's not my main concern bro this is my thing bro and this is a good topic but like my thing is like as soon as you are you're not in the club anymore because i think dj's like oh my god i'm getting old i don't want to be in the club anymore so what's the alternative to not being in the club you're gonna be domestic first of all there's nothing wrong with going in the, i mean maybe every day right mm-hmm. but as soon as you leave the club and you're not in that nightlife anymore now you're just domesticated mm-hmm. now you're just like a regular civilian like everybody else living yeah. in that bubble is that is that life no. is that is that or is that what's is that what society tells you that your life needs to be like at a certain that's, age you know what i'm saying like and it's good to be you know like that's why i look like I look up to DJs, I said this before, but like DJs like Camillo that are like family man, yeah. that, that they're in the club all the time, yeah. but they have a good balance, and then they go to that domesticated life, but they still can can. I feel like being in the club can help your family life because yeah. it keeps things exciting. Yeah, for you, you like, know, and you kind of know. Yeah, and you you venture, you know. I mean, you you jump jump from one to another, and you kind of. You know, you you're in there for the reasons. You know, Camillo's there to do his thing, but he's. He has the end goal of like providing for his this, family. This, yeah. not exactly, and it's not just like you know, he's 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 working the nightlife. He's not really participating in it. That's there's there a big distinguishment, that, and that's go. where I'm at right now. Like yeah. I participate in it maybe once a week, yeah, maybe twice a week. Sometimes I'll have some drinks and uh, really be, but most of the time I'm just going to work. I'm in and out. And, yeah, yeah, and it's there's nothing wrong with that. And bro, we how, how long you know like how are we gonna keep drinking for it? You know like that's how long, the, that's the how long are you gonna and and bro drinking drinking is probably one of the and I'm literally talking you know I'm being the biggest hypocrite because I I drink too, mm-hmm. but I wake up and I'm like all right I gotta hit the gym yeah you know I you remember when I was fat and I lost like forty pounds and mm-hmm. I stick to to my routines and I don't drink as heavy as I used to and but you have to cut those things off, you know? Like, you have to, like, put a line and draw because, bro, the next day you want to be a vegetable and not do anything. And yeah, like, it'll get you. It, it gets to your head. And if you have a kid, you have a family, you're going to take your kid hungover, you know? Like, no. Like, it's, it's bro, it, it, it's a thing where the stigma, you know, and, and it's become, a lot of DJs have become healthier and it's become, obviously, more public and everything. But remember that this is a business you're running a company you are the company i am my company you know i am my brand and like drinking so much and partying so much and getting yeah being on the other side as a patron you got to be careful Mm -hmm. because they're on vacation you're not even you can't be on vacation every day Dude, even the girls man the girls like you know i'm I'm talking about but it's just another vice you know it's another thing that's going to drain your time and drain your your bank account and your energy and that has addictive properties to it exactly you're going to get stuck in a whirlwind like you know you have to know when to kind of like draw the line and remember, hey, fuck, I got to wake up and send these invoices in the morning. Damn, I got to design the flyer for this or shit. I got to go pick up this and this. Like, right. those are all part part of the job. And and, right. and these are the reasons why I am where I'm at, where you're at, where you're at. You know, there's DJs that... It's our lifestyle outside of the club. Yeah, and there's DJs that like haven't really progressed or are still partying or still this. Or, and then they wonder why they don't get hit back or they wonder why... You know, we've all fallen, we've all fucked up, we've all done our, our bad things, and and 
if you kind of just show people that you're changing and you're moving in a different direction, people do look at you different and you can run your business right. Yeah. Bro, bro, I I know for a fact I wouldn't be where I'm at today, um, especially how I've aged. I wouldn't be where I'm at if if it wasn't for exercise. Yeah. It's the single Same. most thing that keeps Same. me being able to be on. Because it's another job in itself to... to combat this this nightlife you know yeah. you you can't just work the nightlife and live it you gotta con you gotta fight it yeah. because it's 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 an extra job just to fight it to make mm -hmm. sure that leaving at 4 a.m you're not going to mcdonald's because yeah. you're hungry like it's fighting that urge it's yeah. it's all the drunk people and liquor around you fighting that urge it's sleeping until mm -hmm. two in the afternoon fighting that it's not that urge you know what i'm saying like so you're really amongst the devil really we work amongst the devil bro and it's like yo you bring this girl back you know that mm, you're gonna be up yeah. then she's gonna stay the night and then the morning you might have to figure out how she them back or you know, yeah. it literally consumes your day. Yeah. And these are these are like DJ first top tier problems, <laughs> like yeah, the most yeah. DJ first world problems. But like those when you got to know when to put the brake. Hey, sorry. You know what? Hey, let's hang out tomorrow or whatever. You know, like, yeah. pump the brakes, bro, the because brakes. it's a this market is special that yeah. you could go out on a Tuesday and it feels like better than anyone else's Saturday night yeah. in any other city. You know what I'm saying? Like. Insane. And you're very, you know, me, like, you know, I'm well-versed in, in, you know, nightlife in here, I would say New York, you mm -hmm. know, a little bit of LA, but like you, you know, the little pocket, you know, Texas, you know, Dallas, you know, right. Houston, you know, Seattle, you know, yeah. these, these places, the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, the what, Bay Area. Uh, what, what, um, is it easy? To, is it, is it, I mean, obviously I think it's the easiest in Miami to make a living being a DJ, but it's, I would assume that it's definitely harder in a place like Dallas, like, or. No, that, look, Dallas, this is the thing. Dallas, Chicago, Arizona have or yeah fort worth dallas like areas like that they're just a lot bro there's a lot of well first let's say arizona and chicago mm -hmm. there's a lot of college people chicago period chicago is the hub for all the big schools in that city mm -hmm. in the area notre dame down the street michigan state down the street uh, Michigan, whatever, Ohio's not too far. And like, there's a lot of colleges. So people graduate from those small town colleges, come to Chicago. Mm -hmm. In Chicago, you have, we're going to call it the high-end sports club, sports bar, mm -hmm. bounce format, American social format. Like, you. you have those. So you have 10 of those. You have El Jefe, you have Wright House, you have Bottle Blonde, which is coming to Miami. And, and if you had to compare them, like American Social, like size-wise too? I would say not the one in, in, in Brickle. Anything from a... Like a regular 360 bar? A regular 360 or... Bro, kind of like the one... Let's say like the one in Fort Lauderdale where you have, you know, five booths. Mm-hmm. A lot of TVs, four or five tables, four or five other booths. I mean, they come in different sizes, pop. Right, right. but they're all sports bars. So Michigan State and those people would call it when they, bro. Miami's not a, a sports team right, right. city. These places, so this bar, this becomes Michigan State basketball team. So every basketball team, Michigan State fans go there. Lacrosse, mm -hmm. all these different sports. Then they're playing, bro, Final Four. All these little different AMSOs are popping. Well, all with DJs. All with DJs. And the DJs get booked three, four shifts a day. Kind of like New York. A but day. But yeah, listen. So 2 o'clock, the game's on. You get booked from 1 o'clock. You play music from 1 to 2. The game's on. 
you fucking sh- sh- the the game sound you play in between and then you play two three hours pays a couple hundred bucks not a crazy amount but you're there one to five mm-hmm. you get out six o'clock you can go do a little happy hour gig mm-hmm. you get out at 10 11 o'clock you do your prime time gig mm-hmm. three four gigs you make you know a couple thousand even mm-hmm. depends on how you play whatever whatever Chicago, you can do that. When I go to Chicago, I'll do two gigs a night. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, I don't do more than two. Now, is this, I'm, damn, Chicago's actually a place I've never been to. It's on my list. And but, like, it, it, like, are we talking suburbs? Like, deep? Like, no, this is in the city. Like, oh, okay. in, in Chicago, uh, North River, what that area is called. In Arizona, I'm not sure exactly where, but these, when you have these kind of establishments, you have TVs, you have food, they do bottle service, and, and the same concept of, keeping people there but then they're very sports affiliated gotcha so you have different you know you have hockey you have if it's a bulls like there's all these little sports so there's a lot of work djs are working non-stop so you can san diego san diego same shit san diego there's a lot of of different in the gas lamp district there's a lot of different bars and you can kind of bounce around and and do a few so you could work like six days a week in chicago and in 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 arizona Arizona, in dallas there's in deep ellum there's a lot of different different pockets Bro, in, in the smaller margins, man, like that's why when DJ's like, I want to move to Miami. First of all, don't move to Miami. Like, like, like the the shine, the the gloss, the glitz and glamour of playing in Miami. Like, I don't know where do DJs think that they're gonna come and play live and story. Like, or is there like a mid level? Is there like a like do they come to the wharf? Do they come to brick? And they're like, damn. Or like, I mean, I'm being serious. Like, do they? Come to Blackbird, maybe you know they move like that's a nah, shit is locked up. Go to Orlando, pop. Yeah, that's what I'm shit saying. Shit is locked like, up over here. Like it is. Like it the is. DJs here have had ten year relationships with the owners, with other DJs, with with the promoters, with I the security. Called, You're coming over here and I, trying to compete with DJs who've been in this called, market for fifteen years. I know it's hot right yeah. now. I know it's hot. I know it looks good, the glamour, but good luck. They weren't with them shooting in the gym, dog. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, like for real. Like I got called a gatekeeper. But it's not that I'm gatekeeping. I'm just I'm selective of the people I bring around. I'm selective of the people that I that are gonna be around in my team that are gonna be working around me. I have a name, you have a name, reputation. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bring people around that are gonna that just think it's that easy. There's DJs hit me up like, all the time that want to trade gigs with me, bro, and uh-huh. want to do all the and my thing is my approach, Cass, and you know this is that I could have easily like really focused on traveling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my approach was always like and and now that I look back, it was the right approach to have that mm-hmm. just be hyper local because this city is a baby. If it is, yeah. if this city was a stock, it's still Amazon, like yeah. in twenty thirteen. You know, I'm st- it's, it's still, still a baby. And and, and 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 not to cut you off, but this is why because what I'm talking about in all these cities where you have El Jefe, you have a right house, you have all these different groups that own three, four different properties all over the city. That's what's happening right now in Miami. Right. You plug, you have, you plug in with the owner and you're good for four venues. You have a Coyo. Coyo's opening for a lot of them. Coyo has my, uh, the Gables. Coyo has all these different. So you Miami's slowly growing into become a regional bar. Like you know, like we said in Doral and this. So if you're, you know, shout out to everybody that plays at Bodega. Those guys, you know, they have DJs all, I think they have DJs every day. Really? You know, and, and, and they're opening other locations, some with the club, some not with the club, but once you're tied in, you're in that circle, like growing that circle. Yeah. And and bro, it's 2022. Why do you have to physically be in a big city to come up? You know, there's guys that have come up just through social media shit, right. posting Instagram videos, or doing this, doing that. Like, there's so many avenues now. Like, so many. Like, 
I gotta ask you, bro. Um, just because I need a vacation so bad, and I'm uh-huh. I, I'm an unvaccinated, so um, I'm looking at Texas. Uh, people are probably like, yo, why the fuck would you go vacation in Texas? But you know, it's different than Miami. You know, right. um, where do I go? Do I go to Houston or do I go to Dallas? I mean, look, Dallas, Dallas, you have you have you have the thick you have the corn fed the corn fed. Yeah, you have the thickies. You have the thickies. In in Houston, you have more Hispanic girls. And more black girls, I think. Okay. But you got to, I don't know. And I'm saying, bro, I haven't been out, out in Houston. Like right now when I went in December, I only played at that spot. I bounced around, but I was like on my networking shit. I was on my like. And okay, so now if we cut out nightlife um, and I'm just want to go on vacation, things to do like Dallas or Houston. I mean, I don't know. Both of them are not. Yeah, would, like what the fuck am I going to do in Houston and Texas? Yeah. Like there's no beach. There's no like what do people do over there? Like I'm if I'm on vacation in yeah, you're Dallas, partying. what do you do, bro? Like am I going to go see like a, a go legendary go rodeo place? I mean, whatever. If, if the rodeo is going on, you can do that. Any aquarium, any, you know, uh, Cowboys game, stuff like that. Yeah. Damn, bro. Sporting, sporting events. Are, I mean, sports are big. So let me ask you this. I mentioned that like. Miami's not a sports city. Like, I, I feel like Miami, well, we'll end it with, with Miami stuff. Miami's not a sports city. So, like, venues like that, I mean, how do you think they would work in Miami if there's no sports draw? Like, what do you mean? Like, like think of like an American social that, yeah. like, FSU, that's like an FSU bar, basically. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying, like, during the, the, the I mean, they're busy. For a lot of them, they're busy no matter what. But venues that are kind of solely on the sports tip, like in Miami, would not kind of work here. I'm saying like, because you know they're opening, uh, that will cut on because I don't want to, they're opening, it's that concept of like, kind of like high-end sports bars and and it's bottles, like after bottles, after bottles, after bottles, like, and they're opening right by brick, like on a corner. Uh I wonder, like, how is that going to work in Miami? I don't think... So we'll say we'll just we'll I don't cut think it. From, this I, is a sport. I would say yeah, like Miami's not a sports city. So how would you think a venue like that would work in Miami? It's like, tough, bro. Weird. I don't know. Like it, you know, like the the biggest sporting things I could like, bro, during a Colombian soccer game, litty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like like when you got like El Patio back when you had the Colombian sure, soccer games, movie, bro. You know, like, but like being packed for a UM game, yeah. I don't know, bro. I don't know if people are on it like that anymore, especially here. You know, like I don't think. I mean, in UM games, like, they rather go to the games. And that's the thing. Like, Miami, one thing about Miami nightlife that a lot of people, a lot of out-of-towners don't see is that Miami people love the outdoors. They love to be in some kind of outdoors because the only thing is the rain. When it rains, it sucks. But anything that's kind of outdoorsy, it's very welcoming. On a Sunday, you can't do, like, a lava brunch where you go inside and it's, like, lit lit but it's super dark you get what i'm saying yeah yeah like copper's inside but, but like all, all the windows are open. huge it might as well be outside on it has a patio and it's like right. basically all open so yeah i mean every every even like tap is you know very open like venues like that where brunch like you don't have an indoor so like bringing things indoor in miami i don't to me on a saturday sunday feel kind of it's not it's not gonna happen i don't know we'll see that's not gonna happen bro we'll see we'll see um yeah, as far as just the future, anything else, Miami base, like, I think Miami. You know, bro- I'm hearing they're gonna that that what did, uh, along the river they're gonna have a crazy wharf there. Yeah, they're redoing they're gonna- the wharf. They're they're gonna do is it Dream Hotel? We'll see. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, that's a whole nother area. 
a whole nother area and that's I think a few years out. So let's just hope that these young kids like they go out and they don't just stay in the metaverse, bro. And there's another cycle of like kids I want to go out and hear music, you know, and 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 hang out and actually there talk might be, to each other. Yeah, bro, there might because be like, in seven years this shit could be real quiet, dude. There might be like a revolt in. I mean, that would be another ten years though. Yeah. To to get to that, you think this shit? You think this shit's gonna like be like Ready Player One? Did you watch that movie? No, bro. Watch Ready Player One. It's literally, it's like what the metaverse is supposed to be. Yeah. Like in, I would say, a hundred years. I th- I think we're like we sound like old heads because I'm not about. I hate I hate the whole phone. I hate I hate I hate screens. I hate to get yeah I hate screens because then you look you see the screen and you always get look like when remember when video DJing first started, mm-hmm. people I was still in San Antonio and people were like yo video DJing the future the future and I'd be like. Yo, why do you want people to stare at a screen with all these people and around? Be like, yo, I remember that video. Oh, it's cool. They're like, it's cool. And I'm like, well, then you're gonna have people just staring, not dancing, not spending any money at the bar, not, not being not social. The point of actually social life, like, not that's interacting. The point. So that concept to me was always kind of like flawed. I'm like, and bro, as time goes by, believe me, I'm guilty. I'm on my phone all the time. Me too. And it's not always work time. You know, and I will say it's always work, but it's not always. And there's times when you got to put your phone away, bro. You got to just, and people, the more and more people don't see it. You know what's crazy in the 90s? Like filming, I just watched a whole bunch of videos of me in the 90s that my boy had. My boy came from Nicaragua. His parents turned, he, he was the guy with the VHS. Mm-hmm. My guy turned a whole bunch of VHS flips into DVDs and we watched them. And back then, having a camera wasn't the center of attention. It was like an odd thing. So, like, you wouldn't change your character because of the camera. Was yeah, there. yeah. It was just kind of like there. And people would be like. Because you couldn't broadcast it to everyone. Now you're broadcasting. You didn't think about broadcasting. Like, to you, it was like, you'd be like, uh-huh. Yeah. And then, like, you We're going to watch this in 10 years. It's going to be funny. Yeah, like, and, then, and then, like, but you kind of do something in the camera, and then you keep keep being normal. Like, yeah. you'd be like, uh-huh, and then you kind of talk, whatever. And, bro, seeing all, like, the side conversations or seeing people, like, you know, or me, like, just talking shit and all. Remembered all the little dumb jokes? I was like, yo, like, like now it's the whole, it's backwards. If I film somebody and you're filming somebody, they want to be in the spotlight. They want to see it. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. So. Yeah. Shit. Cass, I appreciate you pulling brother, up, my brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. We finally made it happen. Thank you. Yes, sir. Let's do it, baby. Mind me on the rocks. Wow. Oh, 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 o